Hello and welcome to Living Word Ministries where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth. Against the wall in every situation that we could not handle, you made a way and you continue to make a way because it is in you we live and move and we have our being. So this morning we say, Father, you that made a way will continue to make a way. That is our declaration as a church before you this morning. And we say, thank you, Father, because you are a God that never fails. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's take our seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Aren't you grateful that you are in the presence of the Lord this morning? So many people, like Vicky said earlier on, so many people went to bed last night, did not wake up. But it is by his grace and his mercies that we are not consumed. Father, we're so grateful. Amen. Amen. So last week, we started on a series which I titled God's Charge to Us. But before I go into a recap on that, and I'll recap on that for the benefit of those who were not here last week and also to finalize it, I just want to ask you, how was your week? How was your week? Great. How was it? It was good. It was wonderful. How was your week? It was blessed. Anyone else? James, how was your week? It was good. You know, last week when I asked, how was your week? What were some of the answers I heard? It was hot. So I expected someone to say, it was raining this week. Right? Yorkshire Dales. Has anyone seen that in the news? Right? It was hot the week before. It was raining last week. Can you see the changes? Different changes. But aren't you glad that the word of God never changes? That word never, never, never loses its value. And it never changes. And that is why we can rely on the word of God. Because the word of God yesterday is the same today and is the same forevermore. And that's why we can hold on to that word. So last week, we looked at God's instruction to Moses and to Aaron. So I started off by showing us a lovely picture of an, a cow, right? And how God showed me how that relates to the word of God. So I go into the scriptures and I say, right, what does God say about cows? And these were part of the charge that God gave to Moses and Aaron while they were leading the Israelites. He told them they were to eat certain animals and they should keep away from certain animals. And we read that in, first, in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. And we saw how a cow has four compartments to their stomach and their digestive system. And we saw how two parts 
of that digestive system or two parts of that component, component actually was for them to eat the food, right, and regurgitate it and chew it again, which we called, which we called chewing the cord. Did anyone chew the cord this week? Did we spend time chewing the cord? Amen. You know, it's so interesting. You look at all those things and you think, what's that got to do with scripture? But we said earlier on, and we said this last week, if you look at a cow, they spend eight hours. And that's why when you see a cow, they're continuously chewing and chewing and chewing and chewing. So if we took that into the scripture and we pick up a scripture and we chew and chew and chew and chew, that would make us a better Christian. Because we would know the word. And that led us into God's charge to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 9. But I'm just going to, for the benefit of those who went here last week, I'm going to go over part of it. And that would be verse 6 to 9. So Joshua, 6, um, Joshua 1, 6 to 9. So God says to Joshua, he says, be strong. And courageous. He says, For you are the one that would lead these people to possess all the land that I have swore to their ancestors that I would give them. He says, Be strong and very courageous, and be careful to obey to obey the instructions that Moses gave you. Now, even though he says the instructions that Moses gave him, where did those instructions come from? They came from God. So invertedly, those instructions are from God, passed through. And that's why God said, he says, I have chosen Abraham. I know him because I know that he would teach his children's children concerning me. So it's passing down the generations. And that same charge to Moses is that same charge to myself and you. That as we sit as we talk, as we spend time with our children, that same word of God that has been passed down to us, we're meant to pass it along to our children, to our friends. So God's saying to Joshua, he says, I want you to be very strong. This is the second time he repeats it. He says, do not deviate from my instructions. That means focus. Don't look to the right or to the left. He says, then and only then will you be successful in everything that you do. And these were scriptures that we read last week. Don't be sidetracked. Don't let anything take your eyes off the focus. You have a finish line. You have a goal. Keep your eyes on the prize of the mark of the high calling. God knew that at some point, Joshua would be weak. And that's why he says, keep strong. And he says, I will be with you. He gives him that confidence. And that same confidence is what God has given to each and every one of us as well. He says, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And sometimes in our daily life, it seems like God's forsaking us. Because when we go through certain situations, we ask, is God there? Where are you, God? There's a Rema book. I think it was, um, I don't know if it was Mrs. Hagen that wrote it. Where are you, God? 
But God is always there. Because he's promised he would always be with us. We're to be obedient to God's instructions. So what instructions is God giving us? The Bible says, twice have I listened, twice have I heard, uh, once have I heard, twice have I listened. That means that we should be conscious, we should be intentional about listening to the instructions of God. And we looked at, you know, we looked at what God said to, uh, to Jesus. And we looked at, well, let's have a quick look at that so that at least we, that was in book of Luke. So let's look at Luke chapter 4. I just want to recap on that quickly before I get into the other bit. So in Luke chapter 4, we had Satan who tempted Jesus and time and time and time again, Jesus kept on saying to him, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. But one interesting thing is at some point, do you know what Satan said? He said, it is written. So that means that that same word of God, Satan would at time to time try to use it against us. That is exactly the same thing that happened in the Garden of Eden. What did the serpent say to Eve? Did God really say that? Manipulation. So if we're not careful, if we don't keep in the word, Satan would paint the same word as if it's from God. And it's important that when we keep in the word, we, we discern what God is saying. Because sometimes they, they, the plot of the enemy, the, the tactics of the enemy can come across as the word of God. The thing is, in life we will never be able to fully know what God is saying about us until we take time to study and to understand what he's saying and what that means to us. So let's have a quick look at some of the verses here in... So if we look at Luke chapter 4 verse... I want to look at 4 first. So verse 4, he said, but Jesus told him, no, the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone. Then if you fast forward to verse 8, the same thing, he said, the scripture says, you must worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Right? And then if you fast forward that to verse Okay, bear with me. Verse 10. So this is where, okay, I'll read from 9. This is where Satan says, Then the devil took him to Jerusalem to the high po highest post of the temple and said, If you are the Son of God, jump off, for the scripture says. So that means that the, Satan knows the scripture as well. And that's why we really need to zero in and have our hearts right with God. Because Satan will use these same scriptures that we know against us if we're not careful. So I just really wanted to point out that bit. 
Now, if we fast forward to verse 14, which we read last week as well. When Jesus went to Galilee and he went into the synagogue, and the Bible says that he took the scroll that was written concerning him, and the Bible says he found what was written concerning him. So my question last week to us is, have we found what God has written concerning us? In the scripture. The only way we'll find it is when we study the word of God. Amen, someone? And when we study continuously. We need to put on our spiritual armor. Words. God spoke the word into existence. And those words were spoken before they were written. What are we saying concerning the things God has said about us? Are we agreeing or disagreeing with God? Do we come to the place of prayer and pray and turn away and forget what we've prayed about? Or do we continuously confess the word of God over our lives, irrespective of what people around us say. And that's so important that we confess the same thing God is confessing. God has given us a free will. And when we don't agree with God, we're automatically disagreeing with God. And God cannot override our will. You know, when you read the account of David... I believe that David had already destroyed Goliath even before the slingshot. So he went to him and he says, who is that defiling the name of my God? So those words, he'd already put the fear of God into Goliath even before he picked up those stones. And that's because he believed in the word of God. The Bible says those who know the God they serve, they'll be strong and they'll do exploits. But we need to know the God we serve. And how do we know the God we serve? By connecting with him. Words are powerful. And we have the power to make or to break our destinies. The Bible says that we are ensnared by the words of our mouth. What are we saying concerning ourselves? What are we saying concerning our families? What are we saying concerning our situations? Everything we need for a godly life is in the word of God. You know, Dad said something earlier on. He says we just need to be intentional about taking time out for God. If we normally wake up at 6 o'clock, let's wake up at 5 o'clock. For a few, for about a week, you know, it will be a strain on our bodies. But we'll get used to it. If you have a set time that you wake up, I don't know about you, but I have a set time that I wake up every morning. 
And either I'm going to work or not, my body still wakes up at that particular time. And that's why when people say, oh, I'm having a lie-in, I say, I don't know what that is. Because I still wake up and I do the things that I would want to do. Even if I'm not going to work, I find something to do. I might have a nap in the afternoon, but my body is set to wake up at that particular time of the day. And I'll be honest with you, there are times when God's like woken me up at about 2 o'clock and like, I need you to pray. And I'm like, "Mm, I want to sleep. I need you to pray. I want to sleep. But how many of you know that when you need to go to the toilet, you have to get out of that bed? (laughs) And then you come back and you can't sleep. And then I pray. And then I can go back to sleep. You know, our God is just such a faithful. And you know, there are times when God is just, I just need you to wake up and pray for somebody. And maybe at that particular time, that person is going through something and they need someone to intercede. Obedience to God. We talked about how the word of God was first spoken and written. And as God spoke and Jesus spoke, we also speak. Bible says, let the word of God and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. You know, we sing the songs. When we sing these songs, the worship songs, the, 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 the songs of praise, let's take note of those words. Let those words minister to us. You know, that light of, light, light of the word, you stepped down into our darkness. Who has the final say? So someone might ask, okay, you know what? I struggle to study. How do I do? What do I do? But before I give us the answer to that, what I did was during the course of the week, I got two of our young ones to study. I gave them a picture. And I said, go in the Bible, find what you can about these, these objects or place. And then tell me about it. And I'm going to ask Kiri and James to come over, to come up and share what they found. So you tell the church what I told you to do. And, yeah. Come on, let's encourage them. Um, So I got asked to look in the Bible for three scriptures about flowers. And... um, what, um, so what I did is I looked up um, some scriptures about flowers and I chose three that like, I understood and that I'll take something from. So my favorite one was Isaiah 40 verse 8. And basically that was talking about um, how um, like the grass withers and like flowers fade but like the word of God endures like forever and what that meant to me was like um so like people take a lot of care to like um to look after flowers to look after their grass but then they die in the winter and but they still spend so much time looking after it however they just die 
But in the winter, when um, all these flowers are dying, God doesn't die. His word is still there, and it never changes. Um, so, yeah, that's what I learned from that. I did a scripture on Matthew 5.14, and my topic was light. So uh, it says, you're the light of the world, like a sea on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And what I got from this is that, like, on if a hill, when you're on a hill, like, a city stands out, then that should be us. Like, we shouldn't be like everyone else in this world. We should stand out and be a light and be, like, a shining light in this world. Amen. Amen. So they, they, what this is just about is, you know, we, we look at things around us and you'll be amazed at how much God can teach us from the day-to-day things that we see. It's unfortunate that, you know, you look at the sun, you can learn from it, but certain groups of people have be, decided to be sun worshippers. You know, we are to worship the one who created, not what has been created. And that's where people have got it so wrong, you know. I walk, you know, the, the, the picture of the flowers, those, that's um, down my street. See, I live down a lovely street. Um, and I walk past there every single day when I'm going to work or coming back. And, you know, one day the Lord just looked at a minister to me concerned that if people can spend so much time on this, what about the word of God? The flowers in the winter, you would not get that same picture in the winter months and that's why I said earlier on you know it's sunny it's hot it's raining there's changes through the changing scenes of life but the word of God remains the same amen so someone would ask and say all right you've been talking about studying the word of God I find it difficult and Can we be honest, how many of us find it difficult sometimes to study? Or how many of us have found it difficult to study the Word of God? Right. So last week, what I did was I said to you, I said there's there's a principle that the Lord showed me of us studying the Word, which I couldn't find in Google, right? And it's called the OVAT principle, which is O-V-A-A-T principle. Right? And what does that stand for? One verse at a time. Can we repeat that, please? One verse at a time. You know, someone says, how do you eat a whole elephant? How do you eat a whole elephant? One bite at a time. And that's the same thing with the Word of God, right? No one expects us to understand and to to be able to memorize the whole Bible. And I believe that even till we go home to glory, there are lots of of parts of the Bible that we still would not know. But let us pick one verse at a time. Notice I haven't said one verse a day. I haven't said one verse a week because we are different It could take one person a whole week. It could take one person a whole month. But let's pick one verse at a time. Or even if it's one word at a time. Whatever works for you. But what's important is that we do something. 
The little we do is better than not doing anything at all. And God knows us. He knows our frame. So one verse at a time. If you pick a verse, study that verse, chew it, regurgitate it, chew it again until it becomes a rema. There are times that I read a scripture and I walk away and I forget and I, in, I intentionally go back to look at it and say, what have I read? What does it mean? And as you meditate on it, even during the course of the day, you be, God begins to open your eyes and open you to, to more revelation concerning that scripture. And that's why you have someone like Brother Hagin who preached for how many years on Mark 11. But he had different, different messages. That one scripture, because that was a scripture that stood out throughout his life, throughout his ministry. And if you look at the accounts of all these messages he's preached, he's probably preached from all areas using that same scripture. I remember being at a winter Bible seminar and I remember someone saying, when he first heard that scripture from Brother Hagin, he actually thought Brother Hagin wrote that scripture. Because that was always his foundational scripture. What is your foundational scripture? What is that scripture that talks to you concerning your finances? What is that scripture that talks to you concerning your health? What is that scripture that talks to you concerning whatever area of your life? One scripture, one verse at a time. You know, God never burdens us. But at the same time, it's important that we don't, we're not slack when it comes to the things of God. Because if we were in school, if we had to study from, from the front to the back, end of the page, end of the book, we will spend time and time and time until that book is torn into pieces. So when it comes to the things of God, oh, we, God understands. When someone says, oh, I'm going through a situation, my first question is, what scripture are you standing on? Let's agree, but what scripture are you standing on? Bible says his word will not fall to the ground without accomplishing. When the enemy rises up, the Bible says the Lord will raise a standard. But it's a standard according to the word of God that we already know. Because let's be honest, when there's situations in our lives, we might not have the time to pick up a Bible. So it's that word of God that has been deposited in our hearts that will be our get out of jail card. If it's five scriptures, if it's two scriptures, let those scriptures be our foundational scriptures. Let those scriptures be the scriptures that we run to 
And as we commit and as we're faithful, as we're intentional, the Lord will continue to open up more to us. But let's be faithful in the little that the Lord gives us. When we're faithful in little, what does God do? He gives us more. But when we're not faithful, what does the Bible say? Even the one that we have will be taken away. One verse at a time. I'm going to share with us one way that I study the scripture. And I don't know for, if any of us did literature while we were in secondary school or higher education. Now, if you took literature as a subject, there's what you call, you know, sort of like in the um, study plan. Who said it? To whom? And on what occasion? And I found that really helpful for me when I study the scripture. That helps us to have a background of what that scripture is about. So who was speaking? Who were they speaking to? And what was the situation? And that's a good way. And that, I mean, for me, that's what's worked for me. So I'm just sharing that. So, we've spoken about how we study the Word of God, how God's encouraged us to study His Word, God's charge to each and every one of us to meditate, to be strong, to be very courageous, His promise that He will never leave us, nor will he forsake us. So I round up with this to say, let the word of God dwell within us richly. Another version says, let the word of God dwell within you continuously. Let us chew the cord when it comes to the word of God. When we read a scripture in the morning, when we read a verse in the morning, you know, just look at, just, you know, within you, every half an hour, try and remember, what have I read? What does it mean to me? Who spoke it? Why was it spoken? How does that apply to me? How does that apply to my household? How does that apply to the church of God? How does that apply to the nation that I'm living in? And I trust that, you know, as we continue to study the word of God bit by bit, the Lord will continue to open our hearts to more. In the name of Jesus. You know, we sang that song earlier on. And how many of us will say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. How many of us will say yes to the Lord concerning studying his word? Amen means so be it. We need to be intentional. We need to be deliberate. 
God's wanting us to, to dwell in his word, to abide. And as we abide in him, he'll be strong in us. And we'll ask anything that we want, and it shall be given unto us. Thank you for listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road. We hope you were blessed.